Nothing proves the ability for you to lead other people more than the way that you lead yourself. You're listening to the Dare to be Different podcast, a podcast for people who want to live an extraordinary life. On this week's episode, Joe and Ed talk about no matter what your position is, you still have leadership potential. Enjoy. Welcome to the Dare to be Different podcast. My name is Joe Altieri, my co-host, Ed Newell. How are you today? Doing great. How are you? Good, good. Good weekend? Yeah, it was a great weekend. Yeah, I, we, uh, I, I did a project that I did not expect to do this weekend. Um, I was putting, I was getting the Christmas tree down, you know, because we're early Christmas setter oh, uppers. no, you're not. Yes, we are. And so then I had to put fall stuff back up into the attic with some additional things. And I was standing on the steps of my ladder and I threw this bag of shoes up in and I, I, I destroyed my ladder of my attic. So I put in an entirely new attic ladder this weekend. So you have one of those like fold down ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how do you destroy it? So you like oh, toss I, it up and you just like your weight, like, I think, I think I was, I'm probably broaching the weight limit, just standing <laughs> on it. And then by thrusting my body, you know, upward, thrusting, thrusting. <laughs> I put pressure down on that last step, and the whole thing came crashing down. It was great. I, I feel that that, that that was like a bit more violent than you have to do to put like fall stuff away, like thrusting. It, like. It, it was. I was trying to do it quickly, and I ended up turning it into a whole day project of taking out this attic ladder and putting in a new one. So if you would have just gone all the way up the ladder, yeah. gently placed them, right. your that, weekend would have been like There's much some different. sort of principle in here, you know, <laughs> when you try to rush through a project and things just go badly. That's definitely a future podcast. That's a future prog- podcast. So this weekend, my family and I took a personality test. So we all all did it. So okay. and and it's uh, enneagram. Enneagram. Yes. yes, yes. And it was interesting to see with my children how they are different than my wife and I, and how we're all different from each other. And uh, have you taken that before? I have taken it. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. Yeah, there there's this like subculture right now of all these personality tests. I feel like, and it's a BuzzFeed thing. It is. They've exi- they've existed for a while, but I've, within the last few years, I feel like it's definitely had a massive rise in popularity to take all the personality tests, know all of your answers, and then be able to talk about them at a party. And <laughs> I, I like I don't take it for that reason, but. Um, like I forgot my answer. I had to look at, I had to look it back up after you told me you took it, but so what was really interesting. So I have, um, so it was my wife, my two daughters, one of their friends and me, we, we all took it together and, and we came across this interesting thing where uh, is one personality better than another. And yeah. And so this is like this really deep conversation because in my family we have, you, you know, we are, that's exactly something a three would say. Exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. You only get that joke if you know any Enneagram types, but yeah, I um I'm I'm definitely like, man, I killed this personality <laughs> test. I'm the, I'm the best I'm personality. <laughs> wow. But yeah. But yeah, we were, you know, we were trying to help our, our right or wrong right. personality, right? No right. good or bad, no right or wrong. But what we did find was that um, every one of us has some leadership qualities in us. Um, so that, uh, that kind of led us into today's topic for podcast, uh, our podcast, which is, you know, how do we, how do you lead, especially as a, as a young person, you know, as, as a teenage girl or, or, or whatever, how, how do you lead when you're not in charge? Right. Uh, which, which is an interesting topic. Yeah. And, and 
And I think it plays into, you know, if we look at the values that, that the Dare to Be Different podcast, you know, it, there's, there's some things that um, the values that we have uh, trying to make this fit into one of those, um, not necessarily that we want to force it into, but the fact of the matter is if we are ignoring the things that are inherently in us, we can't necessarily have a healthy life. Right. You know, if, if we're, if there's something in us that wants to lead, we have to figure out ways to, to make that happen. Right. Um, and then it also helps with the health of our, um, of our different, um, relationships and, and things like that. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, I, I just thought it was a great topic. Yeah. Um, you know, you and I had chit chatted for a few minutes, uh, about it beforehand, but a lot of this is just going to be kind of off the cuff. So, yeah. And I, I mean, for the majority of your life, I think this is going to apply to most people. How do I lead when I'm not the main guy? Um, and in most circumstances, you're probably not. Uh, even within your marriage, you know, it's you know, there's like a partnership going on uh, at work. It's very likely that you're not the the top dog. That you're not the ultimate decision maker. There is always there's always somebody above you. Sure. Um, you run your company, and you probably feel like you're not in charge. I just uh, had that conversation the other day. So it's yeah. amazing um, how I have so many more bosses than I used to when I worked for someone else. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's in every season, no matter where you're at. Um, I think all of us know that there is, uh, you know, somebody above us that's um, helping that I report to or that I'm responsible to, and that my decisions are going to affect. Obviously, my decisions are going to affect the people below me or the people I have influence in. Uh, but really, how do I work out my leadership? How do I work out um, who I am as a leader and 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 who I'm created to be? How do I do that? Maybe in an organization where I'm I'm very clearly not in charge. I'm just a guy on the team. I'm a member on the team. Um, I got my boss in front of me. I maybe have some people below me or man, maybe you're, you're uh, I don't know who's listening to this. Maybe you're at your first job, you know, mm -hmm. and it's a part-time job and you just joined the team. You're just a team member. How do you lead in a circumstance like that? Yeah. And, and how, how do you not become terribly frustrated during yeah. that, that, that phase too? Right. Because it, there's, there's definitely this potential for especially somebody that has some leadership ability and, and some leadership desire to to want to go faster and and they always doubt what's going on oh, right you know my leader's such an idiot right you know etc etc cetera, et cetera. i could do better i could do better yeah yeah and i think we'll we'll kind of hit a lot of those yeah um you know through this this discussion yeah but it is something that this is a great skill to have learning right. how to lead um when you don't necessarily have the title yeah is is really important so the first thing that that i thought of was we have to learn to lead ourselves like hmm. number one you know you have to lead yourself before you can lead any other team yeah that's good yeah i and i think my i'm the hardest person to lead <laughs> like i for my for me i'm the hardest person to lead and uh you know, I, I carry natural influence just in the, in the people that I'm, in my life that I'm responsible for and, and that follow me. But oftentimes I will wake up and it, I have to motivate myself more than I have to motivate anybody else to do the things that I know that are important to me to make sure that, you know, I'm healthy or I'm following the right schedule or I'm using my time well or I'm being the type of person I want to be. Uh, no one's going to lead me for me. Right. And so I have to be the one to take ownership over myself and decide that, okay, I'm going to uh, move myself forward. Yeah, and, and self-discipline is one of the key. I mean, it's, it's just if, if you're showing up late every day to work or whatever your responsibilities are, there's no possible way that, number one, 
you're going to be appointed some sort of title, some right. sort of leadership title, but also the people around you are simply not going to recognize any leadership in you if you can't do the most basic things right. that are required of you. Yeah, and I, I guess in some degree that also means uh, you have to learn how to, to follow follow well too. Yeah. You know, in order to lead well, you have to you have to follow well. You you have to be able to do those those basic things, and those basic things, I guess, earn you influence and they uh, earn you credibility. Uh, and if if I'm the type of uh, employee or, or person being led by a leader, and they have to take time out of their schedule to remind me to show up on time, man, I, I don't I don't have a lot of t you know patience for people like that. You know, I'll, I'm, I might let it slide once, but you do it two or three times all of a sudden we're gonna have a conversation that might end you being on my team. Right. So when that applies to me, I wanna make sure that I'm, I never have to be in a situation where my leader above me has to do those things to me or have those conversations with me. That starts with leading myself well and make sure that I'm doing the things that I would want somebody below me to do. Yeah, and it does. I, I like the point about learning how to be a good follower. Yeah. Because you know the fact of the matter is the best leaders um, were typically the best followers. Right. You know, they, they have respect for the, the authority of, of the person that, that is leading them. And, um, you, you know, they're not, you know, backbiting, you know, yeah. doing the things that, um, you know, are petty. You, yeah. you know what I mean? That, that really try to, you know, try to uh, get in the way of the leadership of, of their other person. You know? Yeah. And following, following is a skill, sure. you know, to have trust in the person above you to know that. Um, they're, they're not perfect. They're going to make mistakes too, but you're going to choose to honor them. You're going to choose to uh, put your trust in them to carry out uh, what they've told you to do to the best of your ability. Um, if they tell me something one time, I don't want ha them to have to tell me again in order to know that they can trust me that I'm going to get that task done. Um, so there is a skill in following well, but it, it, I, I brought that up because it comes down to leading myself well. If I'm going to follow well, it's going to be because I'm ultimately leading myself well. Yeah, nothing, nothing proves the ability for you to lead other people more than the way that you lead yourself. That's really good. That's just it. That's really good. You should, we need to quote that. Put that, put that down at the that, bottom. That's, a, that's an Instagram <laughs> caption. So the second thing that, that I was thinking of uh, on this topic is choose to be positive. Mm-hmm. And, and again, this falls into some frustration that you might feel if you, the leader isn't doing things the way that you would do them. Um, you know, just, just stuff like that. Do you feel like you're good at that? Um, you know, I, I personally am, as a leader, I'm very positive. As a follower, I'm not. I'm just being, being honest. Hmm. I, um, you know, the, my leadership instinct, if, th if that makes sense, is so strong that I get frustrated so easily. And the uh, critical nature like, like uh, <clears throat> my critical nature comes out because i want things to be perfect yeah and and it and it really is tough for me i'm just being yeah. honest I, I, you have to do some self reflection right it's an it's an interesting thought i guess um for myself and it's not just i guess when you say be positive it's not just about like being happy um but it is a, is it is about i think um bringing the right attitude to your boss or bringing the right attitude, I guess, to work every day, um, that you're going to be a valuable contributing member to the environment, a valuable contributing member to the rest of your team and to the people above you, to the people below you. Um, I guess if the opposite of positivity would be negativity. And if I'm constantly bringing negativity into a situation, um, you're never going to be able to lead anybody, right. um, yourself or, or the people below you. So, um, I, I, I don't, 
I don't, I guess, want to say this is just a feel good thing to say, be happy at work. But it is about bringing the right attitude, the right energy, I guess, into a situation. Yeah. And I think the other thing that plays into it is the language that you use. So using um, we language instead of I language. That's good. You know, that that makes a big difference. Um, you know, if the, if if the if you desiring to be a leader is all about you, you're you're never going to be a successful leader. Right. And, and so you know, talking about the team versus, you know, what I get out of this, you know, yeah. talking about what we can accomplish, not necessarily what I can accomplish. Yeah. Th that, that plays into it. That's good. Cause you can easily fall into this place of negativity or being super critical. Actually, I think we're talking about criticism at some point, but yeah. um, being super critical um, towards others or towards situations that man is it, just, it's not going to set the right tone for anything you want to try and accomplish. Um, if, if you bring positivity into the situation, even just optimism, um, I, I think you can just go further faster in anything you're trying to accomplish If because it's going to give you in the right mindset. It's going to get the people around you in the right mindset. Yeah, and the fact of the matter is people like to be around positive people. It's just that simple. Yeah. You know, there's very few people that like to be around negative vibes and negative people. Yeah. I've heard it said that the guy that says I can and the guy that says I can't, they're both right. Both right. And yeah. so you, you, it's almost like a self-fulfilling you know, word that you, you bring to your own soul whenever you decide to be positive in a situation or be negative in a situation. Both people end up right. Right. So the third thing you had mentioned this was think critically. Oh, okay. So think critically. Yeah. But the, the key is to not be critical. Okay. So I, again, there's this fine line between thinking critically, which means essentially I want things to be better than they are. You right. know, finding ways to, to, to accomplish the goal faster, better, whatever the case may be, but without being critical of the process of the leaders, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So I guess the challenge is figuring out how to differentiate between the two. Um, and it might, it might go back to what you just said about language that you use. Um, and it, you can bring certain language in a situation that, uh, that will be critically thinking towards an idea or towards a situation but depending on the language you use, it could really come off as criticizing. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it could easily make the person that you're talking to feel attacked or, or belittled or feel like you know, that you are putting them down. But really, you're just trying to think critically about a situation. Um, so that there's, I think there's something to learn there and how you communicate your, I guess, criticism, but I'm not, I don't want to use that word, your critical thinking. Sure. And, and I think a lot of this is your heart. Um, mm. you, you know, it's your own internal motives. You, you know, if, if you, if your motives are, I want the people around me to succeed, right. Then that is critical thinking. If your motives, and again, this is, this is when I lay my head down at night, when I really think about why I'm doing things, you know, not like the face that I put out there. Right. But if your if your motive is, I want this person to do this thing so that I look better. Yeah. Then that's criticism. Yeah. I mean, it's going to come from the wrong place. Exactly. You know, if, it, if it's coming from the right spirit, the right heart, um, a positive attitude towards, towards the situation, um, your team, your, you know, your goals, uh, I think you're going to, you're bringing your best foot forward towards what you're bringing to the table, your ideas, your thoughts, um, your critical thinking. Um, if you let, negativity creep in, you're easily going to end up in a place where you just choose to be critical. We talked about this, I think this was last week. It, it, anybody can be critical. It is so easy to be critical. Uh, you can always of, find faults in everything around us. Yeah. And 
it just comes natural, I think, to mm -hmm. people to be critical. Um, it, it really takes um, an, uh, an intentional process in your own spirit to say, I'm going to choose to take where things are now and move them forward. And there might be some difficult conversations that have to get us there, but I'm going to approach those in the right way. I'm going to handle them in the right way. I'm going to say the right language in order to allow me to get from point A to point B. And that could be me saying something to my leader or the boss, of, sure. you know, the boss above me. It definitely happens when I'm saying the things to the people below me as well. Yeah, and, and I think that the your heart comes out in the way you even approach some of those things. That's good. Y you know, if you, if you go and say, um, we want, or, you know, I, I think that we can make this better if we do this, right? Right, is much different than you're doing this wrong, we need to change it to this. Yeah, it, right. It's, it's crazy the difference. And, and that conversation can be had with your leader, with a subordinate, with someone that's on the same level as you, it, do, it doesn't matter. The, the, we, if we do this, we can make this better. Or yeah. here's an idea of how we can be, how we can succeed together. Yeah. Or, you, you know, the, the other side, and I, I think I did mention this, you know, if you don't care who gets credit, that makes a big difference in, in your true heart. Like right. if you really don't care who gets the credit for an idea or a success or anything like that, that means that your heart's right. Right. If you only care about whether or not your idea gets you acclaim, gets you some sort of um, applause, et cetera, et cetera, then, then your heart's not right. That's really good. And that comes back down to, you know, your ultimate motivation, like your ultimate spirit. Uh, if, if I do actually do not care about who gets the credit, then I'm not going to be threatened by maybe somebody else bringing something better to the table. I'm not going to be upset if the best idea didn't come from me. I just want to help make sure this idea succeeds. And that's that may be your role in the organization is just to help the the thing that the idea that was come up with to help it succeed. You might not be in a position to come up with the idea. Right. Um, but you are in a position to help it be successful, help make it better, help improve it, help make sure that it gets implemented correctly. Uh, and, and so much that that goes back to being a great follower, you know, and carrying out your responsibilities and what you're actually tasked to do. Yeah, and, and I really think that great leaders are content, but they're never satisfied. So they always want things to be better, right? Right. But they don't have this discontentment that, that drives them to be critical. Yeah, that's, that's good. Um, definitely not a discontentment to be critical. Uh, you can have a, a healthy discontentment that drives, you, drives everything to be sure. better. Yeah, that's good. So number four, be collaborative, not competitive. This one's tough for me. This hmm. is, I am a crazy competitive person. <laughs> so much though of this, I think this idea comes back to what you just said though, too, where if you don't care who gets the credit, I think you naturally will default towards a more collaborative mindset in a more collaborative team. Uh, because we're all in this together. It's not ultimately about me. It's not ultimately about what I accomplish. But if we can, if, if, if we all win, well, if you win, we all win, you know? Right. And so if I can just help drive everything forward, if I can just help drive team success or organizational success, um, or even just make sure that my boss succeeds, I think at the end of the day, you all win and that will help create a more collaborative, what, what was it, collaborative versus? Uh, be collaborative, not competitive. Collaborative, not competitive. Yeah. Now I, uh, again, I'm not saying this is definitely not the right, but I'm more of like the Ricky Bobby, like second place is okay. the first loser, you right. know, kind of thing. Right. Um, you know, so this is something that, that I struggle with because I, I, I do, I actually thrive on competition. 
So, so it's not that I necessarily want you to fail. I just want to like, it's just something that excites me about competition. And so it, I, don't, I don't feel like I've ever seen you um, working in organizations with you though. I feel like you may, that may drive you towards organizational success as a team, but I don't feel like I've ever seen you compete with me, <laughs> you know, like to be, who's going to be more successful in the organization. I don't feel like that actually describes you. No, well, and it's, um, again, I, I think that co competition can be very healthy. Yeah, I, I do. Agreed. Um, I think it also comes back to heart. It does. Right. So competition, you know, in, in the negative sense means that if I succeed, you have to fail. Right. Right. It's just, there's no, there's I no win. You lose. I win. You lose. There's no, we win together. Right. Um, and especially when it comes to an organization where there is limited leadership p possibilities. Right. Right. So you have, you know, um, some organizations have one leader at the top or you have a board of directors or you have a management group, you know, you, you kind of go from, you know, uh, you, you know, your, your day-to-day -day employee to middle management to upper management, something like that. Yeah. And, and the, ladder gets thinner at the top right right and so i think i think a lot of times that happens at, you know so i'm required to collaborate with you because we're at the same level but yet there's this there's this um i'm trying to shoulder my way past you as right. well and uh, i think it, that's dangerous it is and we i think it was last week we talked about this concept where just because you open the door for someone else doesn't mean you're closing the door on yourself and I, I almost put myself, if I was on my first job, uh, working in like a fast food restaurant, and I'm, I'm the lowest level person, and I have a bunch of team members that I'm working alongside. Probably Chick-fil-A, I'm sure. Chick-fil-A. Yes. You could easily be in a mindset that says, I need to compete to be better than the rest of the people on my team so that I get the next promotion or I can uh, you know, increase. But I think there's a better mentality, and the better mentality is collaboration. If you can, position your mindset and who you are as part of this organization to say, okay, not only do I want myself to be good, but I want all of us to be good. I want all of us to be successful. I think that will be seen by the other people around you and certainly by the people that are leading, leading you. And I'm quicker as a leader in my organization, I'm quicker to promote that person than the person I see who's just trying to outshine the other person for really, uh, you know, no organizational success, but really just to promote themselves. So, so you're sitting in a, in a collaboration meeting, right? And a bunch of ideas get thrown out. You know, we have, we have a goal to accomplish and only one of them can come out of the room. Sure. So that's the, I think that's sometimes is, is the spot where I believe so passionately in what I believe is the right way of doing right. things that, you know, the other ways are almost less than they're stupid <laughs> they're stupid yes why would you possibly bring that up like did you hear my idea <laughs> yes. it was brilliant you guys don't want me to go first right because then you know we no one else is going to compare meeting. yeah <laughs> but but so but i do think that that's i could see that that's a that's a trap that um that if you if you want to be a leader you know in that organization going forward you have to default to collaboration rather than competition yeah. And that's tough. Yeah. Especially for, you know, um, I'm a number three, which apparently is, you know, somebody who loves competition. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think if you do all the things we've been talking about thus far, you could position yourself in that meeting that even if you bring an idea to the table and you're almost competing for what idea, um, if you do the other things well, you're going to position yourself for your idea to be heard uh, and maybe even 
selected by whoever's making those decisions. Yeah. Another heart thing though, you can't secretly hope that others fail. Like that's the other, that's the other part, portion of this is that you really have to, you know, hope that they succeed. Right. And, and that's, that's tough. Right. It's, it's really, really tough. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So the fifth one, this is an interesting one. Refuse to be passive. Okay. So if you're not in charge, typically the default is fine, whatever, I'll do whatever you say. Right. You know what I mean? Um, if I'm, you know, if I have to be there at eight o'clock, I'm going to be there at eight o'clock. Right. You, you know, um, I'm just, okay, whatever. Yeah. The Eeyore sort of thing. It reminds me of, of what we said at the beginning, just lead yourself. Like you have to be ready to lead yourself well. I think when I think of the idea of maybe being passive in an organization is I'm not going to do anything until somebody tells me to do something. Exactly. You know, uh, but if I'm, if I'm in a position I've been given uh, authority whether I realize it or not, or I have influence whether I realize it or not. And I have a capacity to um, bring about progress, to bring about change, and no one has to tell me to do it. Um, I should be in a position where I'm leading myself well, that I know the goals of the organization, I know the values of the organization, I know the instruction that have been given in general to myself or my team or uh, my department, and I'm able to move forward. If you're in a position where you feel like, uh, you don't know those things. I, I might, I might argue that you haven't positioned yourself to to hear those things. Um, if I guess you could be in a situation where you have a bad boss or a bad department that's not giving clear vision. Sure. But even regardless, uh, if you are in an environment like that, I still believe you yourself have the capacity to not sit back and just allow the organization to fail or allow the organization to uh, continue to go down the wrong path. Even if I'm not being led, I can lead myself. I can choose not to be passive and I can choose to bring about success in my area on my own. Yeah, it's all about taking initiative. Right. You know, if, and I know this sounds silly, you see that the garbage cans are overflowing. Right. You know, pick, you know, taking the garbage out, throwing it away, you know, th right. just things like that. Yes, your, your, your boss, that's not part of your job description. And I'm using it as a silly example, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, that's one of those things that, you get recognized and, and it might not be a, your boss says, Oh, Hey, good job taking the garbage out. But the people around you see that you care. They yeah. see that, that you're doing something above and beyond. And through taking initiative, you'll actually start bringing other people along with you. And that yeah. kind of leads into our last point, which is actually the big one, which is understand that power does not equal authority. Right. So having a position, having a boss title, does not necessarily mean that you have authority. They're completely different things. Right, because when we talk about this idea on how to lead when you're not in charge, leadership is really at the core just influence. It's influence, exactly. Everyone has influence. Uh, you might not realize it, but there are people that um, you influence. Uh, and it might just be coworkers. You're not even technically over them, but your attitude that you bring to the table, your collaborative nature, um, all those things help influence the people around you. Um, you influence people in your family, your kids, your spouse. Um, you can even influence the people above you by the way that you uh, lead. And so all of that just takes itself towards leadership. I don't need a title. I don't need um, some accolade to say, okay, you are a leader. Uh, no, every, I believe every single person listening to this actually is a leader. Sure. You just have to identify, okay, what sphere am I called to lead right now? Where do I have influence? Where can I bring about positive change? Yeah. And, and the fact of the matter is if you follow the other things that we talked about, the other five points, you will 
start having more and more influence on the people around you. Right. And, and that's, there, there are people that are natural leaders. There just yeah. are. Um, you know, there's a couple, uh, you are, are a great example. You know, you come into a room, there's something to be done. It doesn't matter if your title is uh, president. you know, it, it, it just simply doesn't matter. You start, and, and really it's through those things that, that we talked about, but you can almost do it in 10 minutes. Like you can, you can start, um, you know, influencing the room, influencing the people around you and rally people towards a common goal um, without anybody ever saying this guy is the, is the leader. Yeah. And I think it, 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 like you said, it takes all those other things. So you walk into the room, even no one has to tell you to look at the situation and, and say, okay, I'm going to help make this better. No one has to tell you that, I don't know, that, that thing needs changed or that piece of trash needs picked up or whatever the case may be. I like how you um, looked around the, the I'm, I'm like you looking for the room. something to say. <laughs> um, you got a team of people that leads this podcast. Um, you as the boss, you don't want to be the only guy saying to them, hey, do X, Y, Z in order to make this better. You would want your team members to be proactively thinking, okay, how can I bring about positive change? They don't need some title to know that you're in charge of development of the podcast. No, if you're in this role, you can help bring about positive change regardless of your role, regardless of your title. Yeah, and, and the fact of the matter is, if you are relying on a title as the thing that you point to to exercise your authority that is the weakest way that you can possibly um work in that authority that's good yeah and it, because you're you're relying on some sort of word but the, the word doesn't actually give you influence it's going to be your character it's going to be your actions it's going to be the energy you bring your positivity it's going to be the way that you follow um all of those things are going to build way more credibility to your ability to lead than just some title yeah. And, and so I guess as we kind of wrap things up, since, since the countdown clock's almost done and it's probably going to beep here, unless the, the vice president of countdown clocks, Nicholas DeSarno, makes sure that it doesn't beep before it, <laughs> it goes off. Um, he has authority over that, that countdown clock. But uh, as we're kind of wrapping things up, I believe, to, to your point earlier, where you said everybody is a leader. Yeah, I 100% believe that. Right. And, and I also believe that one of the ways to have an extraordinary life, because that's really what we're talking about, right, is to learn how to be a better leader. Right. And and that is, uh, that's family, that could be your family, your friends, um, it could be part of an organization, it could just be leading yourself. Right. But but you have to have, you have to have some backbone of, of leadership, you know, some, some semblance of leadership to have a successful life. Right. So, yeah. So no matter where you're at, you can bring about positive change in, in whatever sphere you find yourself in. You don't need a title. You don't need to be the top guy. Uh, you heard it from Joe. Even when you are the top guy, you're never the top guy. You're never the top um, guy. And so wherever you're at today, where can you bring about positive change? Where can you help bring leadership? How can you bring positive energy? How can you follow better? You do those things, you'll be able to lead when you're not in charge. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, if you if you have any other tips, we'd love to hear about it. So, you know, get a hold of us on uh, joealtieri.com or daretobedifferentpodcast.com. Send in, um, you know, we'd, we'd love to hear back from you guys because I'm sure that there's a lot more than just the six things that we had talked about on ways to be a better leader, even when you're not in charge. Absolutely. So thank you guys so much for checking out the podcast. Share this, subscribe, and uh, we'll catch you again next week. Thanks.